This episode of the Impact Makers podcast is sponsored by Workplace from Meta. Everybody's talking about the metaverse these days, but Workplace from Meta is different. I mean, the clue's in the name, right? Workplace is a business communication tool that uses features like instant messaging and video calls to help people share information. Think Facebook before your company. It's part of Meta's vision for the future of work, a future in which your job isn't just something you do, but something you experience. A future in which we'll all feel more present, connected, and productive. Start your journey into the future of work at workplace.com forward slash future. Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Hey there, Impact Makers. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I'm in the process of kind of closing out the year 2022 and beginning to prepare for a successful 2023. But I want you to know whether you listen to this episode or any of the episodes this month when they're published, or if you're listening to them at a later date, I think the things that I will share or what I'm learning in this process will be helpful to you at any time. So please keep that in mind. But I know one of the things that I enjoy this time of the year with the podcast that I listen to is hearing many of the podcasters that I've grown to know over the years or really admire or follow in their business and speaking and the things that I enjoy listening to when they share kind of their goal setting process or how they're looking at setting themselves up for success in the next year. So I thought this week I'd share something that I learned or have learned over the years as part of maybe a performance review process when I was in human resources was looking at things to start, stop, and continue rather than just talking about traditional goal setting, what we want to accomplish, what numbers we want to hit, et cetera. But what do I want to start, stop, and continue? And for me, I think that's an important part of the goal setting process, which I haven't started for 2023 yet, because I want to kind of take time to reflect and look back on maybe what's working, what's not working, and maybe what's missing in my businesses and in my world. So because I like numbers, and again, if you listened to the episode last week, I use that same logic on myself. I'll often ask myself, what are five things that you would, in this example, want to start doing in 2023 that you're not doing in the current year or you haven't been doing as consistently as you'd like? So that's what I'm going to share with you today. Five things that I plan to start doing in 2023, five things that I plan to stop doing in 2023, and five things that I plan to continue doing as I begin to prepare myself to set goals and have a successful new year. So let's just get right to it. Five things that I plan to start doing in 2023. Number one is goal setting and tracking. Now, I put that in the start doing column because for the last couple of years, and if you remember, the last couple of years have been a little wonky with a global pandemic and both of my businesses going to zero and kind of rethinking life in general. I do an annual goal setting process, but for 2022, I didn't finish it. I am someone that my best friend likes to laugh at me. I'm the person who likes to go to Staples and buy all the colored Sharpies and get the big white paper to write on. And I sit down at the kitchen table and I like to think about goals and categorizing and color coding and all of that good stuff. 
That's my process. That may not be yours. But in 2022, I did do that. I went to Staples. I bought the markers. I bought the white pad. I bought all the things to do the goal setting. And I did sit down at the kitchen table and work through the process that I use to kind of start my goal planning. And I did get some things down on paper. But what I didn't do, which maybe this should go in the stop or continue, is I didn't actually put the systems in place to make them happen. So I had some really good goals, and, and maybe I'll share those in an episode and what my progress was against those this year, but I didn't set up any concrete plans to actually make them happen, which is a 100% recipe for failure. And I didn't hit all of my goals, and the only reason for that is that I didn't focus on them and put plans in place to make them happen. So for 2023, I've got the same colored markers that I bought last year. I've got the same white pad that I bought last year. This year, I'm going to make sure that I move past the process of thinking about my goals, planning them, preparing them, writing them down. And if I do get them color coded and on the big white paper, that'll be great. But I've got to make sure that I set up systems and hold myself accountable and actually focus my activities on hitting my goals. So I use a system that I've learned from Michael Hyatt. Uh, he actually wrote a book on it called Your Best Year Ever, A Five-Step Plan for Achieving Your Most Important Goals by Michael Hyatt. I'll link to that in the show notes if you'd like to get that book. Uh, he does have a book on the goal setting process. Uh, his company, Full Focus, also does an annual kind of training on that. And if you're listening to this the week the episode comes out, they are doing free webinars on that. So just go to Full Focus company, I believe it's the website, but you can also look in the show notes. I've linked to the full focus planner there, which I'll talk about next. But the goal setting process really revolves around looking back again, as, as I'm doing today with you uh, and thinking about what went well, what didn't go well, why you maybe succeeded or didn't succeed with the goals you set previously. And then as you prepare and set goals for the future, not only thinking about what those goals should be, but why you want to achieve them and really getting to the motivation so that you can tap into that to hit the goals. So again, for 2023, I want to start a goal setting and tracking process, which I've done in the past, which has helped me to be successful, failed to do in 2021 and 2023, and I can see the results of that. So I'm going to kind of revisit the best year ever format for setting my goals. I have the book, going to maybe thumb through that again to refresh myself on the process, and I'm going to set up systems for tracking my goals. So that was a big number one for starting for 2023. Number two goes right along with that. As I mentioned earlier, daily planning what I'm going to be doing on the work days when I'm working and time blocking off time to hit those activities that I plan to do that day. Now, Michael Hyatt's system, the the best year ever system involves setting a big three for the day, three things that you want to accomplish, which are ultimately focused on your big three for the week that you do in your pre-weekly planning. And then you have goals that you want to hit that those should roll up into. I have used the full focus planner system 
of Michael Hyatt's before. You don't have to buy that. You can just set your daily three that you want to hit and really track your progress against those. So I'm going to dust off one of my old full focus planners that went unused, and I'm going to use that to plan my daily activities so that every day I can feel successful because I accomplished what I set out to do instead of what I've been doing recently, which is looking at a very long to-do list and picking off things that I want to do, but psychologically never feeling like I'm getting much accomplished. So I'm going to use both that full focus planner system, which again, you don't have to use that, but I've linked to it in the show notes if you'd like to check that out. And I'm also going to use Trello, which is a project tracking system that I implemented this year. And my other business, Disrupt HR, that I want to focus on implementing in my personal business as well. So I've linked to Trello in the comments as well. There are many project tracking systems, Asana, Monday.com. There's plenty of them out there. So if you're using something similar or just using a paper system, having a way to track your goals is important. So number three that I'm going to start doing in 2023 is I want to prioritize my learning and professional development. When I look back over the what will be 13 years of me having my own business and how I got started, both before officially starting my own business, how I built my brand, et cetera, a lot of that was around really intense desire and curiosity to learn everything I could in the world of work, in the world of leadership, and in terms of speaking and personal branding. And I consumed a lot of blogs and podcasts over the years, even a few books along the way, and was just insatiable in terms of what I wanted to learn so that then I could think about my own insights gained from that or my own experiences that I had and share those with people either from the stage or in training classes or in content that I created, such as blog posts or new newsletters or podcasts. And these last couple of years have, have, again, been different because my mindset has been different because the world has been different. And while I still do daily reading of news sites, uh, things that I get links from Twitter or LinkedIn or other places, um, I always have probably 10 tabs open in every browser I use of articles that I want to read or reports or studies. But I haven't set aside time, again, to intentionally say this is my professional development time whether that's weekly or monthly. And again, I'll kind of craft a plan for that when I'm setting my goals this year. But setting aside time to say, even if it's an hour a day, some of the thought leaders that I follow set aside 30 minutes or an hour every day to read in a book, any book, whether that's fiction or nonfiction or business-related book for their own kind of learning and development because we know that leaders are readers. And I don't do that. Um, and so I have a lot of books. I have books that I want to read. Uh, and every now and then I will read one. But because I don't have intentional time set aside for my own learning and development, that often doesn't get prioritized. So like anything else, we have to prioritize it. We have to set time aside for it. And we have to track our progress against the goals if we want to hit them. So I'm going to prioritize my learning and professional development. I'll have more for you on that when I actually do set my goals for 2023, whether that's 30 minutes a week or a day. I want to make sure that I'm intentionally kind of regaining that hunger, curiosity, and satiability around learning in the topics and the areas not only that I'm interested in, but that I help others with because I can always be learning. I'm never going to be at the peak of 
my expertise or knowledge in any of the areas that I focus in. So how can I continue to learn and prioritize that? Number four that I'm going to start doing in 2023 is putting a focus back on investing in my relationships. Again, as I've kind of reached this time period of this year, I'm looking back and saying, I got where I am and everything that I have, I owe to the relationships that I have and the people that have invested in me, referred me, you know, helped me along the way. And what I've not done a lot of over the last couple of years, again, in a different time, is to invest back in those relationships. I feel like I've taken some of those people for granted who have continued to help me and support me and encourage me. And they probably know who they are when they're listening to this, but also investing in new relationships. A lot of those relationships for me came from attending conferences, events, speaking at events or working with clients. And because the last couple of years didn't allow for that in an in-person sense, and it's a little bit harder to at least for me, to connect with people on a deeper level with the virtual activities that many of us have done over the last couple of years, I know that I need to prioritize that, whether that's scheduling phone calls or Zoom calls or even going to lunch. I don't drink coffee, remember, so we're probably not going to drink coffee, but doing something to actually invest in the people that not only that I care about, who care about me, but also to seek out new people that I can care about and who can care about me or, you know, not looking to necessarily make everything reciprocal. Are there people that I can invest in maybe from a mentorship or coaching perspective as well? So that's number four. Number five, scheduling time for content creation. This has been Burr in my side for many a year, I think. And maybe if you have subscribed to my newsletter or my podcast or my blog over the last few years at any point, when I do create content, I think I'm pretty good at it. What I don't do is create on a consistent basis. I share a thought when I have it. I do a podcast every week because that's what I've committed to, or at least, you know, every, almost every week. And I want to look at that when I'm visiting my goals in 2023 as well. And I think the content that I share is valuable and helpful. And the feedback that I get from people is that that's the case. And I also know, again, that's how I built my business and my brand was in the beginning, blogging, being on social media, helping to curate content for others, sharing information, connecting people. What I haven't done a good job of or not done at all is to, again, set aside time to say, okay, we're going to push through this writer's block and we're going to actually write something that could be a blog post or a podcast episode or a LinkedIn post of some sort to put out there to share what I know, to teach, to help people, to do the things that I'm passionate about. So in 2023, as I'm setting my goals, those are five things that I want to make sure that I'm starting or restarting in some cases, which are goal setting, daily planning, prioritizing my learning and professional development, investing in my relationships and scheduling time for content creation. That's a lot. And I want to try to keep my goals to seven to 10. So I'll have to consider that as I'm moving through the things I also want to stop and continue. So let's talk about what I want to stop in 2023. This one's a little bit harder because, you know, if I'm doing it, I'd like to think that it's helpful. But when I sit down and think about some of the things that I do on either a daily or a regular basis, some of them are not helpful. So number one, right off the bat, and 
you can either um, commiserate with me because maybe this is you as well, or you can shame me because you can't believe that I do this, but I do start every morning with my phone. This device that is attached to me almost at all times, I open it up and I allow myself 30 to 45 minutes to just go through Instagram and see what's new, go through Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore, but I look at, you know, what are the first few posts that show up? I look at the memories from Facebook because back in the day I used to share a lot of photos and write many blog posts, I guess, on Facebook. So I do kind of like to commiserate over those memories. And then I look at the news um, that Facebook shows me. I don't know why, because most of it's not relevant to me, but I do. And then I look at Twitter. I have Twitter lists that I use. And so I look at some of my lists of curated sources or people for different topics. And I kind of get a feel. It's Twitter has been a news source for me. Now, whether or not that will continue in 2023 with this current state of Twitter and where it's headed, I don't know. Will I be bereft if Twitter goes away or isn't what it is? In some ways, yeah, because again, I use it as a news source. I use it as a way to connect with thought leaders in my space. But starting my morning off with that is not the best use of my time. Now, will I come up with some uh, wild morning routine where I'm making bulletproof coffee and running five miles and meditating and journaling. I don't know that I'll go that far, but I do know, and I've always known, that starting my day with my phone is not the best way to kick off a successful day. So I've got a couple more weeks in December to wake up every day and look at my phone, and then I think I really need to get serious. Even if I say I'm only going to do it three days a week, I think it's something that needs to change in my life, and maybe I won't be able to go completely cold turkey overnight, but it's something I think will benefit me to start my day a different way. So I'm going to stop starting my morning with my phone. Second thing I'm going to stop doing is allowing busy work to fill my day versus activities focused on achieving my goals. Again, the last couple of years, my life got a little upended. It became comfortable because, again, I have these big, long to-do lists, and I do use Trello for Disrupt HR activities. I, I set that up, and it's working like a champ in 2022. In early 2022, I set up Trello for all the activities in Disrupt HR. And so when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I have some content I need to create, it's much easier for me to open up Trello and say, well, here's 20 easy tasks that I need to complete. And I'll feel a sense of accomplishment because I'm able to check those off and move them over to the completed column. Those are not necessarily the activities that are the highest priority in my day. Those are not the activities that are moving my personal business forward. And those are often not the highest value activities. They're just the easiest. And so I want to make sure that, again, I'm using good systems to prioritize where I can get the most value out of my time. There's going to be plenty of time to do the busy work activities, and maybe some more of those could be delegated to some of the team members that I have in both of my businesses if I were actually not allowing that to take up time in my day. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Stop allowing busy work to fill my day. Number three thing I'm going to stop doing, and maybe this is a double negative here, but I'm going to stop not prioritizing my email list community. Maybe many of you listening to this episode have signed up to receive my bi-weekly emails or weekly emails, and they kind of come in fits and starts. And again, when I do send emails to my community, I try to make them 
valuable. And that's one thing I get in my own head. I don't just want to be sending you an email once a week just because that's a task to do. I get a lot of emails, a lot of newsletters as well. I don't want to send something if it's not valuable. And I guess I've used the excuse of of that to not have a regular cadence with my emails to my community. And when I do send them again, people appreciate them. They you know, communicate back with me that they found them helpful. And maybe that's a great use for my slot that I'm going to create for content creation in the start section to prioritize communicating with my email community, uh, whether that's biweekly or weekly or even monthly. I think, well, I know I need to get in a regular cadence with that. And that's something I'm going to stop doing in 2023 is not prioritizing that activity. Because if you're on my email list, if you've filled out, you know, signed up to receive either my personal branding workbook, or you've gone to my website, and you've signed up to join my community, that means you want to hear from me. So I should be communicating with you first. And that's something I want to prioritize by stop not prioritizing my email list in 2023. Number four that I'm going to stop doing is I'm going to stop putting off writing a book. That is a big and scary statement for me. And again, probably in the stop category sounds weird and putting it off sounds weird because I haven't been putting it off. I just haven't been doing it. I've known for 13 plus years that I need to write a book. And again, multiple people have approached me and said, I want your book. Please write a book. Almost every time I speak at a big conference or event, if I'm the keynote speaker, either someone will come up after I come off stage or maybe even message me. I think it happened four or five times this year, messaged me on LinkedIn and said, I looked and I see that you don't have a book or I couldn't find it. I'd like to get a book from you. And that's that's just disappoint. That's probably one of my biggest disappointments in myself over the last 13 years. I could probably go to therapy uh, and discuss with someone why I haven't written a book yet. There's really no good excuse for it other than I just haven't prioritized it. So I'm going to stop putting off writing a book in 2023. I would love to have one published in 2023, but at a minimum, I need to start it. Now, do I have table of contents and ideas, both in paper form and in digital form all over my world? Yes, I do. But sometimes again, that's like the busy work above. Maybe I've just been doing busy work to avoid writing the book rather than actually writing. So that's something I want to do in 2023. So I'm going to stop putting it off or avoiding it or not doing it. And the fifth thing in the stop section is related, similar to investing relationships in the section of starting. I want to stop taking my friends and family for granted. Yes, I do need to start investing in new relationships, but I have some very good friends who are supportive to me who have long been my biggest business referrers. I'll go ahead and mention a couple of them by name, Laurie Rudiman and Steve Brown. You know who you are. I love you. Thank you for all that the two of you do to support me. And even those two people who do so much for me, I don't do enough to both a show appreciation for what they do for me, but also to give back. And again, both of them and many of the other people who invest in me aren't looking necessarily for reciprocity, but I can give a lot to them as well. And I need to focus more on that. I think especially over the last couple of years with a lot of the changes in my world, I have taken much more than I've given 
and particularly to my family that prays for me. I shout out to my brother, Jeff, who I know is um, one of my biggest fans of this podcast and of the work that I do. My son, who lives now in the same community as I do, I need to make sure that I'm spending time focusing on just making sure that these people know that they're loved and the friends that I have, making sure that I'm doing things to make sure they know how important they are to me. So I want to stop taking my friends and family for granted in 2023. Maybe even start that before the end of 2022 is not a bad time to stop taking people for granted, right? Especially over the holidays. All right, coming in hot with what I want to continue to do in 2023. What's working? What do we want to keep doing? Number one, using profit first in both of my businesses. This was one thing I'm going to pat myself in the back. And that was a goal that I wrote on a piece of paper, but never color coded or put in a system, but I did do it. Uh, I've long been interested in the profit first methodology. And I'll link to the book written by Michael Michalowicz in the show notes called Profit First, Transform Your Business from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Machine. I've heard Mike Michalowicz on many podcasts, have long been intrigued by the concept of implementing profit first in my businesses. I've had the book for a long time, and I think I've read a few chapters in it. But in January of 2022, even though my businesses financially were at a vastly different place after a 2020, 2021 and 2021 that didn't look like, I think 2019 was, 2018, 19 were my biggest years ever, obviously, as my business got older, hopefully I'm getting more successful. And then the world changed and I had to change a lot of things and thankfully was able to, to keep things going, but started my year not where I'd want to be financially. And so it was tempting to have another excuse to say, I'm not ready to start profit first just because I don't have a lot to work with. But I did. I took the money that was in my accounts. I may set up some allocations. And again, this would all make sense if you kind of just Google profit first, Michael McCallowitz. But it's really about focusing on being intentional. Again, I think that's a theme running through all these things about the money that comes into your business and right away giving it a job, whether that's a percentage. His ad, He advocates right away that you put aside money first for profit, that you know, that's why you're in business. And if you don't have money to put aside for profit, then you got some things in your business you need to look at and resolve. He also recommends, you know, setting aside money for a percentage of funds for owner's compensation so that you're paying yourself from your business rather than as a solopreneur like myself, just taking money when you need it, which is what I've always done. I think I've I've managed my businesses successfully. They're still in business. But I did just say, well, this is how much I need and this is how much I'm taking. And, you know, we all know what happens when that happens is you spend all the funds that are available. So this year I set up allocations in my unbridled talent, my professional speaking, training, coaching business. I set up uh, allocations for profit of 5%. I was like, okay, we're going to set aside a little money. And that 5% uh, is in that account to hopefully invest in redoing my website at some point in the future, getting new headshots, you know, the profits from my business that can be applied to actually doing it or investing in my business. Now, again, I didn't do all the sections of Profit First that, that he recommends even to begin. I kind of made it my own. You know, he also recommends that you have an account that's basically at the end of the quarter, you distribute it to yourself and you do something for yourself, like go on a vacation or whatever. But again, starting kind of uh, 
from behind the line this year, I said I'm going to set aside money to actually invest in some of the infrastructure of my business in the future, and I'm going to put aside 5% for that. I set aside a percentage of funds for taxes, which again, I've always just done my taxes and said, okay, here's how much I need to find in my business. And thankfully, I've been able to find it this year in 2023 when I do my taxes. That money will be in the account, and that's going to feel super good. Super, super good. Actually, it was there this year because of the way I set up everything at the beginning of the year with the money I had. I had money in my tax hold account to pay my taxes this year without having to think about how to come up with it. And that was an amazing feeling. Uh, I also have a travel account set up. So funds that I get paid by clients. So there's a travel stipend, you know, in advance of uh, speaking engagements. Again, before, maybe that just went into my account and then I paid the Amex bill when the travel expenses came due. But now those are sitting aside, set it aside to actually pay the travel expenses when they are incurred. And I have the owner's comp. So I pay myself out of the funds that are in my owner's comp account. I learned this uh, back when I was in an executive search. I don't just pay myself, even before doing Profit First, all the money that's in there. I was still trying to take, you know, quote, a salary. But now not only do I pay myself a salary, but if the money's not in the owner's comp account, then I don't have it to pay myself, even if there are funds in the tax hold account or the profit account, um, et cetera. And then there's an operating expense account where I looked at my operating expenses for unbridled talent and make sure that I keep a year's worth of what are typical expenses for unbridled talent in that account. And then a percentage of funds is also left in that account every month to pay for business expenses. So this year, again, you know, I'm still build, rebuilding my business. It's not necessarily back to where I want it to be, but it has felt really, really good to every month. I get excited. I do my allocations um, to my accounts on the 10th and the 25th of each month. And I look forward to the 10th and the 25th because I like moving, you know, I'm again, I like to check off things as complete. I like to move money into those accounts. I like to see money in those accounts. I also implemented Profit First for Disrupt HR. And, you know, that's a whole separate story. But again, it's been very rewarding to see that things that we need to pay for, that the funds are there. And to also think about even though my business partner and I didn't set up Disrupt HR really as a business, and we've never really taken funds from Disrupt HR, but although we do pay taxes on what we bring in, to actually set aside, again, some owner's comp there. Not huge amounts, but to know that, you know, maybe we are running it a little bit more like a business this year. So that was a lot on Profit First, uh, but I'm going to say that was probably my biggest win for 2022. And again, maybe if I do another episode about my goals and my progress against that, you'll hear more about that. But that's been really, really helpful as I've looked at how to rebuild my businesses. Number two that I'm going to continue doing in 2023 is continue participating on the Defense Business Board. I had a couple of people that I interviewed earlier this year on my podcast, Dr. Alex Alonzo from SHRM and um, Matthew Daniel with Guild Education. Both of those individuals are on the Defense Business Board with me. I don't talk a lot about it uh, because I still don't really know what I can talk about it, but basically I'm serving my country on this board by the Defense Business Board is a group of business executives and military professionals who advise the Secretary of Defense and the De Deputy Secretary of Defense 
on best business practices from the private sector that could be implemented in the Department of Defense, which is the largest, most complex organization in the most diverse distributed organization in the world. If you include uniformed military service, it's over 4 million people. Just the civilian service, which is what we focus on, is about a million people that, you know, are in the Department of Defense supporting our military operations. It's a non-political board. And what sold me on it was the opportunity to both invest, you know, in my country, to serve my country. It's not paid, so I don't get paid. Uh, It's a lot of time, a lot more than I anticipated. But the people that are on the board, and I'll link to it in the show notes, but if you go to dbb.gov, just look at the people that are on the Defense Business Board, and you'll see, I always joke with people, one of these things is not like the other. You know, there are individuals on there that are CFOs, CEOs, uh, chief strategy officers of some of the largest companies in the world, former retired generals from the military services who I've just been fascinated to get to know. And I get to go to the Pentagon every quarter for the quarterly board meetings and get uh, briefings, many classified. I have a top secret security clearance. So I've learned a lot about really complex issues that face the leaders of our country. And again, this is not a political statement because obviously there are all sides involved in in government and politics, but uh, a lot of complexities in the world. Uh, and And we as a defense business board, do studies, again, of best practices in the private sector to share with uh, the deputy secretary of defense and the secretary of defense. And last year, or we closed up one earlier this year that I participated on a talent study of upskilling and reskilling the civilian workforce. You can see that published report out there on the dbb.gov website. And again, I've linked to it in the show notes. And this year, Finishing up 2022, we'll actually present in early 2023 a talent study that I'm leading, co-leading with uh, General Johnny Wilson on to the talent acquisition process and how that could be improved for the Department of Defense. So I'm going to continue participating on the Defense Business Board, even though I don't really know how to talk about it because I can't talk about it in any way that benefits me personally. There's a lot of rules and ethics around being on the board. People ask me all the time, you seem like you're spending a lot of time on this. How is that benefiting you personally? Well, I get to, I've met some really smart, good people. That's got to be worth something. And I, I don't know exactly where that'll go, but to be in the room with some of the people, to have dinner discussions, it's just been very rewarding in that sense. And also with the studies that we've done to interview C-level leaders, again, at some of the largest and most successful companies in the world about their best practices has been very informative and helpful to me and what I do in looking at the best practices in the future of work. And again, also rewarding in some new relationships that I've been able to form there that I'm very pleased about. So that's what I'm going to continue doing. I'm going to stay on that board as long as they'll let me. Number three, I'm going to continue listening to podcasts for my professional development. Again, I want to read more books. But I do get a lot of professional development in through the podcasts that I listen to. If you want to know some of the podcasts I listen to, just go a couple of episodes back. I've linked to it in the show notes. But episode number 70 of the Impact Makers podcast, I share with you my favorite podcast related to the future of work, speaking and entrepreneurship. I listen to more than that, but I gave you five, again, in each category. And I enjoy learning through listening. And so I'm going to continue that as part of one of my aspects of professional development. Number four, I'm going to continue outsourcing what I'm not best at and working with a team. 
Another thing that I did in addition to Profit First, which I wasn't really ready for this year, I brought on a team member to Unbridled Talent. Uh, We do have one as part of Disrupt HR already. She's been with us for a while. Thank you, Amy. But Sarah has been helping me in my business this year for five hours a week. A lot of the work that she does, thank you again, Sarah, I know you're listening to this because Sarah does the show notes for this podcast and she kind of helps tee up the social media posts that are both to help get word out about the podcast um, and also at a requirement of our sponsor. And so she, it's amazing. It makes me feel so good when I log on in my phone time in the morning, which again, I'll be stopping uh, in 2023 or at least reducing. See, I'm already going backwards. You can't let me, hold me accountable. (laughs) And I see a really good post about my podcast that Sarah has put up and it's done on time, all the time. And she does a great job with the show notes and she can do a lot more. Uh, The work that, again, the sponsor requires, thank you, Metaphor Workplace, for sponsoring Impact Makers. does take up quite a bit of the time that we have allocated for her, but we were talking about how she can help me more in 2023, particularly with that book that's going to get started and maybe launched in 2023. And so I really, it makes me feel really good to see the work that she does on my behalf and that it's being done and done well and that I didn't have to do it. I tell her that all the time. It makes me feel so good that it got done and I wasn't the one that did it. Um, I also, Emerald City Productions, who edits and produces this podcast, I could do that myself, I suppose, but it's a real heavy lift for me to think about the content for the podcast every week. So to be able to send it off and say, here's the audio file, here's the links, here's what I talked about, and then to have them do everything and do it professionally, even though that's a cost every month, I appreciate that and want to continue working with people and maybe even doing more of that in the future to outsource things that I shouldn't be doing, I'm not good at, or that I dread. And then finally, number five, what am I going to continue doing in 2023? I put podcasting with a question mark. I restarted my podcast this year and it's been very well received. The numbers are back up almost to where they were uh, previously when I had been going for about a year. My podcast producer, Danny at Emerald City Productions, does a quarterly kind of review for me. And he says that I'm in the top podcasts in terms of downloads, you know, not top, top you know, not Laurie Rudeman, Punk Rock HR, but, um, you know, I'm getting good downloads and good listenership to this podcast. And he gives me tips every month on how I can maybe increase that. And so I'm taking that advice. One of them is shorter episodes, more solo episodes, which you're getting this month as well. And I'd love to hear back from you as to maybe what you'd like to see on this podcast, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking as I set my goals, is it the best use of my time? I need to have a regular content channel where I do share, quote unquote, thought leadership. Uh, Podcast I enjoy, but it is much harder than I anticipated. And probably many of you listening realize if you don't have a podcast of your own and it costs, you know, I'm paying Emerald City Productions and paying Sarah all to try to produce something that's of high quality content, both in terms of uh, audio quality, as well as, you know, the, the show notes that we put out and how we share it online. And I need to make sure that I'm investing my time and money wisely in the future. I like podcasting. Obviously, I love it. It's my number one form of professional development. I want to have a way to connect with you. And I know there are podcasters, again, Amy Porterville, Michael Hyatt, you know, Pat Flynn, 
Jenna Kutcher, you know, some of these people I've listened to for years and learned from them and really value the mentorship they've put into my life. And I want to be that person for you. So I need to start understanding if the podcast is the best use of my time. I certainly anticipate continuing into the first quarter, uh, even though Metaphor Workplace won't be sponsoring after that. Uh, Maybe someone else would like to sponsor the Impact Makers podcast. But if not, I want to at least continue through the first quarter and then kind of evaluate, is this still the best way for me to reach and share uh, and teach with my community? I enjoy the interviews that I get to do, but I want to make sure that both it's something that both you as a hopefully regular subscriber listener want to continue to receive as well as new people. I would love for it to grow. I'm competitive by nature. So I don't look at my download numbers other than when Danny shows them to me, because I know I could go down the rabbit hole of, Oh my gosh, it's one less or one more than it was last month. I just know that he tells me that I'm doing good stuff. So I try to trust in that process and, and do the things that I think will make it to grow. And I think, between Sarah and I, we can do more in 2023 to to bring in new listeners. One thing you could do if you've appreciated the content that you've heard on this podcast, either today or previously, or looking forward to the future, share it with your network. You know, tell them maybe an episode that you've enjoyed, similar to what I did on episode 70. Post it on your LinkedIn feed, tag me on Instagram, or let me know that you're listening. Uh, I did get a lot of that in the beginning when I started my podcast. Again, different times. Social media is much different now. Um, But I'd like to know that people are actually listening and getting value from this. So that's what I'm going to start, stop, and continue in 2023. And again, if you want the lists of these things, because you're driving or walking or doing something where you maybe weren't able to take notes, Sarah does a great job with the show notes on my website at jennifermcclure.net. You can also click on the notes in the podcast app where you're listening, and you'll be able to see the list of what I said I would start, stop, and continue. I'll run through those right quickly. In 2023, I'm going to start goal setting, tracking the right way, the way I know how to do it, restart that basically. I'm going to restart daily planning and time blocking and using Trello to prioritize activities that keep me focused on achieving my goals. I'm going to prioritize my learning and professional development uh, and not just have it be a side activity that happens when it happens. I'm going to invest in my relationships. That's what's brought me to where I am today. I enjoy that. I teach people how to do that. I'm going to take my own medicine and go back to investing in not only the relationships that I have, but in finding and developing new relationships that either I can add benefit to or people who want to help me. Uh, And number five, I'm going to schedule time for content creation. It's the most important thing I can be doing is to create content, to share my thoughts with you, to teach Uh, That's what I love doing. That's what I'm passionate about. I want to help you to prepare for the future of work by being the best leader that you can be to serve the people that you love and lead. And the way that I do that is through the content that I share, whether that's keynote speaking on a stage, doing this weekly podcast, sharing written content on LinkedIn or on my blog or on other people's websites or blogs. That's what I need to be doing. And that's where I need to focus my time. The five things I'm going to stop in 2023, starting my morning with my phone. Y'all got to help me with that one. It's going to be hard. Allowing busy work to fill my day versus activities focused on achieving my goals. Hopefully the things I'm going to start doing will help with that. Not prioritizing my email list community. If you want to be on that community, go to my website, jennifermcooler.net over on the right-hand sidebar, or there's a pop-up. You can sign up to be on that. And 
you can let me know because each email does come from me, even though it comes through an email service provider. You can reply to those emails and say, Jennifer, this was great. Loved hearing from you. Loved the story. Thanks for sharing. Or you can reply back and say, I'd like more. Do something better. (laughs) Now, be thoughtful if you're going to do that. I'm a human. But you can reply to those emails and let me know that you're listening. Number four thing I'm going to stop doing in 2023, putting off writing a book. We'll probably talk a lot more about that in the future here on the Impact Makers podcast, because I know many of you have either written books and I can learn from you, or you're writing a book and I can learn from you, or you want to write a book and we can learn together. Number five, I'm going to stop taking my friends and family for granted, and I'm so grateful to everyone that supports me and loves me and prays for me. I love you all, and I want you to know that too. Five things I'm going to continue doing in 2023 using Profit First in both of my businesses. And again, maybe I'll do an episode about that in the future. Uh, Even if you don't have your own business, maybe you have a side hustle business, or maybe you could do this in your personal life as well. Even though it's called Profit First, it's a good system to make sure that your money has a job and that you're preparing and planning for things versus just hoping that money's there to make it happen. Number two, I'm going to keep participating on the Defense Business Board. I've been doing it for a year now. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've met some great people. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to serve my country in this way. Um, Whether or not I ever get to talk about it, I don't know, but I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, Number three, I'm going to continue listening to podcasts for professional development. I enjoy that. In addition to listen to BCS on Spotify. That's what I do as well. (laughs) Number four, outsourcing what I'm not best at, working with a team. Hopefully I'll be able to do more of that in the future. Sarah is ready and willing to help me with many things. Emerald City would love to help me with many things as well. There are other people out there that could help me with things. I want to be able to take advantage of their expertise and allow them to help me. And number five, we left with kind of a question mark as far as continuing podcasting. I'm committed at least through the first quarter. I'd love, love, love for you to share this podcast with someone if you find it valuable. Certainly make sure that you're following or subscribe to the podcast and whatever platform that you're listening to it on. And then if you are active on social media or you just have a friend that you're talking with over coffee, share with them this podcast if you think they'd enjoy it. Again, my number one fan, my brother, Dr. Jeffrey H. Johnson. Um, He's a cardiologist, but he finds people to share my podcast with from a business perspective almost every week. So thanks again, Jeffrey. Hopefully others will follow your lead and do that as well. But I do thank you for listening. I will continue to share over the next couple of weeks as I'm preparing for 2023 what I'm doing. Hopefully that will be helpful to you. Would love to hear back from you how you're feeling about what I'm sharing and also what's going on in your world. I hope you have a great week, Impact Makers, and we'll see you here next week. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.